Greetings and welcome to Believe in the Power of You podcast with Andrea Joyce. I'm your host, Andrea Joyce, and I'm excited to speak with you today. Well, so the name changed because it was Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. And I noticed while talking with you and sharing things with you that I wanted something a little deeper than just straight talk. I wanted to also uplift you and empower you. I wanted you to know how great you are and how much you're necessary and needed in the world. And as I took time to work on it, I began writing a new book, which will be coming out in 2022, Believe in the Power of You. And as I began writing it, I saw more and more how that's my mantra. That's what I stand on. I want you to believe in the power of you, the power that's already in you that may have been quenched, silenced, ignored, pushed to the back burner. I want that power to come out. I want those goals, those dreams to be accomplished. I want you to have good success and many victories. And so I'm glad that I have this platform to talk with you and share with you on you, how to ignite that power that's in you, how to uplift you, how to encourage you and how to empower you so you can get those things that you may have forgotten about or you think that you can't get because of circumstances and situations or what people said to you or the things they didn't say, or the support that was lacking. So in spite of all of that, in spite of what your bank account looks like, in spite of what people have said to you, in spite of even your doubts and fears, I want to push you and propel you into your purpose and to be successful. And when I say purpose, I'm not just speaking about a business a company, a corporation, a foundation, an initiative, um, a ministry, a book, a song, an album, a career. I'm talking about holistically. I'm talking about in your relationships, in your health, in your finances, in your spirituality, every part and every facet of you, your mental, your emotional awareness, health, Yeah, I want to be able to help you in all aspects. And so believing in the power of you is going to reach out weekly with different areas that affect us and may be holding us back from prospering. We are going to fulfill purpose. We are going to fulfill destiny. And it is my honor to be on this journey, to be on this ride with you. So after the break, We're going to dig right into Believe in the Power of You with Andrea Joyce. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Believe in the Power of You podcast with Andrea Joyce. I'm excited to welcome you today. And the topic we're going to discuss today is personal to me, but I hope that it'll be helpful to you. As you go through life, we're going to be talking about adjusting today, making some adjustments that need to be made in life. So many times we have our mind 
centered and focused on how a thing is to happen, how it's supposed to go down, the people that are supposed to be involved, the area is supposed to go down in. We got all the plans and the ideas and the thoughts put together in place, scheduled, and we're ready. But then something happens. A shift has to take place. It doesn't go down the day we think it's going to go down or the week or the month. The people we thought that were going to be attached to it are not anywhere in the uh, arena. Even the way that we had it put together isn't the same anymore. And so we go through this, I don't want to say temper tantrum, but this tantrum (laughs) because things are not the way that we think they should be. They're not going the way we think they should go. And we get into a place where we can either adjust and make it work or we walk away from it. I don't know about you, but as for me, I'm tired of putting things down. I'm tired of walking away from them. I'm tired of repeating cycles because I refuse to adjust or shift my thinking and the way things are to happen. If you feel like I feel, this conversation is for you. If you're tired of walking away from things, if you're tired from adjusting, not adjusting, if you're tired of putting things down, if you're tired of being on that roller coaster, not roller coaster, the merry-go-round that goes around and around and you can't get off, you're like running on the hamster wheel and it just keeps going and going and going with no relief. If you want things to be done differently, if you're ready for things to work the way that you know they could work, then this conversation is for you. This discussion we're talking about is called adjust. There are some things that need to be adjusted, and more times than not, it's us that need to be adjusted. It's not so much the plan, it's not so much the place, and it's not so much the people but it's us because things don't go in the time format we had or they don't go the way that we stipulated and planned. So we are the ones that say, "Ah, maybe now is not the time. Ah, Maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. Ah, Maybe I didn't hear this. Maybe this was just me. Maybe it was a pipe dream. Maybe it's something I just wanted to do. But it wasn't what I was called to do. It wasn't what I should be doing. I'm here to tell you that if you heard to do it, if it's burning inside of you, if it's something you can't stop thinking about, even as you walk away from it and put it down, then it is for you to do. But maybe you need to adjust. Maybe there needs to be a shift that takes place, maybe the way you had it orchestrated and planned was not the way it was supposed to go. Maybe, yeah, this is a lot of maybes because I really want you to consider, maybe it's for you to do, but you need to do a little more research, a little work. Maybe it's not with the people you wanted it to be with or the people you thought it should be with. 
maybe there's some things in you that needed to come out first. Maybe you need to learn, maybe you needed to learn some information before it happened. Or maybe you were doing it the wrong way, looking at the wrong ideas and thoughts. You know, sometimes somebody does something we want to do. And so we look to them and their way, not realizing that's for them. That's not for you. So you take on their business where you were given a business. And this is your business. So it needs to be done in your way, in the manner that you would do it. But you're so busy looking to them and at them that you don't realize all you're doing is copying what's already been done. So what do you need to do it for? So there may be some things necessary for you to, that's right, adjust in order to have success. After the break, we're going to talk about adjusting. See you in a minute. Welcome back. So we're talking about adjust. And in this season, you're going to have to adjust to certain situations and certain things that are happening in life. It won't always be cookies and cream. It won't always be sunshine and moonshine. It won't always, or moonlight. (laughs) It won't always be happy days. There are times that something happens in our lives and we have to adjust to it. Whether it's the loss of a job or the loss of a relationship, the loss of housing, the loss of a vehicle, the loss of an idea. But it's not always bad either. Sometimes you have to adjust when good things happen. A new job, a new home, a new car, a new idea. It's being flexible enough to bend. You don't have to break, don't break, but bend to a new situation. Adjusting is not easy. There are things that happen in our lives that we have to adjust for, and the adjustment itself is hard. Not even the new thing that's happening, but rolling with the punches is hard. Picking up and starting again is hard. Walking into your blessing is hard. You know, I would have never thought that getting a blessing would take adjustment, but it does. Sometimes the adjustment makes you regret the blessing. And that's why I want to talk to you today because I don't ever want you to get to a place when you're blessed and it brings you out of your comfort zone or what feels normal to you. To the point where you begin to curse the blessing. I've had circumstances and situations happen where it was like a blessing came. And then I was grumbling and complaining, murmuring. And I had to stop myself and say, wait a minute. You prayed for something. You asked for something. You requested something. Now it's here and you're complaining, you're grumbling, you're murmuring. No, 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 no. When you request something, realize that it may be more work 
than you know. Realize that there may come complications with it. Sometimes blessings come and they're not what we were expecting or it was bigger than what we knew we were capable of handling. I don't want you to regret the blessing. I don't want you to resent the blessing. What I want you to do is learn how to adjust. There are things that happen all the time that need adjustment and it doesn't mean to be angry or embittered by them. Sometimes you pray for a person on your job to leave. I'm just going to be honest. We're going to have honest conversation today. That's what we do here at Believe in the Power of You podcast with Andrea Joyce. What we do is speak in honesty because we're moving to a level of better, right? I want us to get to the best life, the best living, but that takes time and stages. So you may not be living your best life right now, but we're getting better, okay? So in getting better, we've got to be honest. And I will never sugarcoat things with you, so let's go. Sometimes you're on a job and your supervisor gets on your nerves. Sometimes it's one of your coworkers. And I mean, it's not the get on your nerves where it's every now and again, maybe they don't have the sunniest disposition and maybe they um, say something slick or they say something, you know, really shady or try to throw you up under the bus, maybe once a year. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you put your best foot forward and it's like you're always undermined. Or if you come up with an idea, your supervisor wants to take credit for it. And if something doesn't work, she'll throw you under the bus. Talking about situations like that. Or if you have a supervisor that's always grumpy and cranky. Or if you have coworkers and all they do is chitter chatter, chitter chatter instead of doing their work. Or you're on a team project and you are the team because nobody else is working. They're depending on you and relying on your skills, right? So you're angry every day you come home. Your significant other has to hear about what happened on the job today and who got on your nerves today and how you wish that things could change today. So you start putting that into the air and into the atmosphere. I wish they would leave. I wish they would go. Please, please, please leave, right? And so after a time and after a while, something happens. You start getting irritated more and more on the job. You start really getting stressed, right? You may get headaches. You may um, have a change in your eating. You may uh, lose sleep because you're stressed. And you're like, if that person could just leave, I'd be okay. My life would be better. And then you go to the doctor, let's say. And the doctor says to you, you have to leave that job. It's too stressful for you. You have to walk away. Now, that wasn't what you prayed. You prayed for the supervisor to leave. You prayed for the co-worker to leave. So how is this doctor now telling you you're the one who has to leave? Because after all, don't you rely on this job to pay your bills? Don't you rely on this job to help you with 
building your nest egg and your 401k and getting your future together so you can retire. You've been here for a couple of years and now your doctor has the audacity to tell you that the person who's annoying you doesn't have to leave. The person who you wanted to leave is still there, but now you're the one that has to go. Think about that for a minute and we'll resume after the break. Okay, we're back from the break and we're talking about adjusting. So the scenario I left you with was you're praying for someone to be removed from your office and you're the one who winds up being removed. Let's say the doctor says you're under too much stress. You got to leave in order to keep your mental, emotional, physical health okay. Or let's say you walk into your supervisor's office and she says or he says you're not cutting the mustard you're not doing well so unfortunately we're gonna have to let you go now you've been praying for the supervisor to be removed you've been praying for your co-worker to be removed but it's you that has to leave and now you find yourself in a state of shock and in terror let's be honest there's some fear because that's not what you were planning. You were planning on being there another 10 years so you could retire out, or you're waiting to finish paying off your mortgage, or you're waiting until you finished your doctorate degree or your master's degree so you can ask for a raise or go somewhere better. That's not what happened. So now you thought the blessing would be in one of them leaving and you find yourself the one that is being removed. Now you have to adjust. Why? Because your plan said 10 years, but the plan has just changed to right now. You have plans on the money to come in for the next 10 years, the benefits to come in, the um, retirement to be set, but now it's gone. You have to adjust. Here's the blessing in it, though. You want it to be removed from that person or those people or that situation. Let's look at another example. Let's say you're in a marriage and you're praying and praying and praying because the marriage is miserable. You just want your spouse to have an epiphany where they realize they need to change and get everything right and everything together so you'll be happy. You may nag, you may moan, you may groan, but you're praying, Lord, change them, Lord, change them, Lord, change them. Or you're telling them the things that you think they need to change and get better. And then one day your spouse sits you down and says, you're absolutely right. I haven't been doing you right. I haven't been treating you right. I haven't given my 100%. And now that I realize that I have, what I've been doing wrong, I've decided that because I can't make you happy, because I'm not doing right, because I'm not pulling my weight, it's time for us to separate. You go your way, I'll go mine, I'm packing up my things and I'll be leaving in a few minutes. You're sitting there like, wait a minute, 
I was telling you things so that you would change, but change with me. That didn't mean leave me. That didn't mean upset our marriage and walk away from a relationship. You've prayed for that person to change. And are they going to change? Maybe, maybe not. But you won't be there right then to see because now they want to separate. Why am I saying things like this? Because I need you to realize that there are times we ask for a thing. And we get an answer, but it's unlike the answer we thought we were asking for. It's not what we wanted. You didn't want your marriage to break up. You didn't want a separation. You didn't want to be fired from your job or forced out. And there are many situations that happen like this. We ask for a thing and the answer comes in a way that completely surprises us, shocks us. And we have to learn to adjust. I don't want you to have resentment in adjusting. I don't want you to be bitter about the adjustment that must take place. In all things, there is a reason, right? And maybe you didn't see something that might have happened down the line. Maybe your job was so comfortable that you would not have pursued the business that you always wanted to start. Maybe your supervisor needed to understand how much work you were doing on the job. Maybe they needed to recognize that they'd been taking you for granted, but now that you're gone, they get to see exactly what it is that they had in you that they now lost. Maybe this was not the relationship for you. Maybe they were holding space where someone else was supposed to be. There are all kinds of reasons why things happen. I can't tell you all of them will be comfortable. I can't tell you that you'll like all of them. The majority of the time we don't until we see the bigger picture. I just want you to know that you have this thing called adjusting that you can do that will be helpful, you have to. So put it on the positive side instead of the negative side. I had a procedure done once before. I was used to moving around the way I'm used to moving around. I was used to getting up and going. I was used to being active. I was used to doing things a certain way. When I had the procedure done, I wasn't able to stick and move like I was used to sticking and moving. I had to heal. I needed the procedure. I had prayed about the procedure. I knew it was important. And I knew that there would be healing. And after the healing, I would be able to walk out completely in this blessing. I wanted it. However, when I got it, because the healing process took so long, because I had to adjust the way I moved, because I had to adjust to the way I did things, because of the adjusting, I started complaining about it. I started murmuring. I was like, oh my gosh, if I knew it was going to take all of this, I wouldn't have done it. If I knew this was going to be the result, I wouldn't have done it. I was better off the way I was. I almost sounded like an Israelite when they left Egypt, 
Remember, they were like, hey, Moses, we're hungry. Where's the food? What's happening? We did better in Egypt. We had three hots and a cot. Here we have nothing. We don't know where our food is coming from. And they started complaining. They would have rather been enslaved, whipped, beaten than the unknown. And sometimes it's like that. When we don't know what's going to happen, when we don't know what our future holds, when we don't have information, when we don't see the plan, when we can't put together the pieces to the puzzle, it scares us. Fear of the unknown. I'm going to call it what it is. And when we have that fear, now we want to go back to where it was safe. Even if it didn't mean us any good, even if it didn't feel good, we want to go back to what was comfortable and what we knew because we knew what to expect. We knew going to that job, they weren't going to do their work. We knew our supervisor was going to throw us under the bus. We knew that on every 15th and 30th, we'd have a paycheck or every 1st and 30th or a 1st and 15th, we have a paycheck. We knew how much money was going into our retirement. We knew how much vacation time we could plan. We knew those things and got comfortable with those things even as we were miserable. Sometimes we choose misery over the unknown for fear. I don't know what would happen if I no longer had that job. Would someone else hire me? Would I make the same amount of money that I made on the job or more? Will I have the same benefits? Will I have to wait five years in order to get the vacation time I already had? Will I like this supervisor? Will I like these coworkers? Will the work be the same? Will it be harder? We don't know. A new relationship? You mean I have to go back and date people again? I have to learn how people are. I have to put on my best face and and set my best foot forward. I have to compete because, you know, that's, that's what we think. I'm just being honest. I have to compete with 20 other women because there are 25 or 30 women to one man, one eligible man. And now I got to get into the game again. I have to see if I like him, if he likes me, will he like me? Will he like my hair, my face, my body, my personality, my jokes? And we get into this place of fear because we don't know. And sometimes it's better for us, this is what we feel, to stay with the pain that we know rather than take a chance on what we don't know. We find ourselves staying somewhere we should be moving from, releasing people and things we should be releasing because we are afraid. Adjust. It's not easy to do, but it's so necessary. Adjusting is necessary. Change will happen. Whether you willingly do it or you're kicking and screaming and it happens. Those that remain the same are doomed to repeat cycles over and over and over again. 
you know, change is healthy. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, go from a good person to a rotten person. That's that's not what I mean by change. What I mean is if you see an area in your life that needs improvement and you actually work on changing so that it can improve, that's a blessing. When you're in a dead end job and you know that it's sucking the life out of you and you change to somewhere where there is no glass ceiling, when you change to somewhere where promotions are available, when you change and go somewhere where you're appreciated, that's a blessing. But it doesn't mean because you grow, because you change, because you enter a different situation, that there won't be any adjusting necessary. You don't know everything and you don't know a person all the way until you take time with it. So you take time with them. And that's where you can recognize that an adjustment may need to happen. I don't want you to resent the adjustment. I don't want you to resent new opportunities and new relationships and new places. You may have been born in an area and one day it's time for you to go. There's some people who are born in an area and they stay there for their whole lives. That's not everybody's story, though. There are some people who leave. You know my story. I was born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl to the heart. I bleed Jersey. I represent it. I talk about it. I love it. However, there came a point in time where I knew I had to leave. It was time to go. I got out of Jersey all I could get out of Jersey. So it was time to go. And actually, the area of New Jersey I was in, I said, I need to move from here. That was my mindset. And I was talking to my great aunt Mary. And she said to me, if you are going to move, I just want you to think big. If you could move anywhere in the world, where would you move? And I said to her, Atlanta, with no hesitation. When I was 10 years old, I visited my uncle. He took me downtown and I fell in love with Atlanta, Georgia. I looked up at the clean skies. You know, Jersey, we have a lot of factories, so our air is polluted. Or it was because we had a lot more factories back then. And there was a a coloring in the sky. It was never really clear to me. It was always like a little fog (laughs) that was over over Jersey. To me, that's what it was. I'm not saying that's what it is. Just to me, Jersey girl here. And so when I came to visit Atlanta as a kid, I looked up and saw clear blue skies. Then I looked down around at the ground and it was pristine. It was so clean, it glistened. It was like there were little diamonds in the sidewalk. That's how much it shone. Oh, shone. Thank you. About to make up a word. And I was starstruck at the beauty of it. Then he took us to the underground and I had never seen anything like this in my life. And I saw 
so many business owners that looked like me. And I wasn't used to seeing that. I'm just being honest. Are we going to be honest? Okay. And so I fell in love at 10. When my aunt and I had this conversation, I was 23. So we're talking about 13 years. I filed away a memory and that memory stuck with me. So when my aunt asked me where I wanted to move to, I immediately had an answer because it had been filed away for 13 years. And when I told her that, she said, well, then you should make preparation for moving to the place you really want to be. Why would you move somewhere and only be half satisfied? But here was the thing. The only person I knew in Atlanta was my uncle and he and I didn't talk. Not really, you know, not in a bad way. It's just he was busy. He worked for the government. So he was out of pocket. No, 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 I don't, no, no, I don't want to say out of pocket. <laughs> no, no, no. He was out of contact. He was traveling the world. You know, he was doing assignments. And we didn't talk like that. He was in Atlanta. I'm in New Jersey. So I was like, I don't even know how I would go about getting to Atlanta. And my aunt stepped up again. She said, here's the phone number. Let's call them. There's only one way to find out, and that's to ask. And this is right before I was going to turn 24. It was right before my birthday. And we called him, and he answered, and he talked to my aunt, and then he talked to me, and he was like, I can help you find housing. Do you have a job? No. Do you have a car? No. Do you know anyone? No. Everything was no. I knew nothing except that one experience with Atlanta. And my uncle said, well, I can help you find a place to live. The rest is going to be on you because you know I travel so much. I understood completely. And I had to make a determination right then and there. Do I stay here where I feel the life is being choked out of me, where I don't feel the potential for growth, where I'm miserable, or do I move on? And I think I made the bravest decision, one of the bravest decisions of my life. I decided to pack not only myself up, but my soon-to-be two-year-old daughter and move halfway across the world <laughs> knowing no one. My family was in New Jersey, and I have family in South Carolina. I was neither near, I was not near either one of them. And so I went to this place where it was unknown to me. I didn't know the culture of the land. I didn't know the temperature of the land. I didn't know how people would receive me. I didn't have friends. I didn't have people to talk to. I was just moving somewhere, just moving. But I'll tell you this, I don't regret a minute of it. I eventually got a job, one of the best jobs. I eventually, well, I had transportation. Thank you for public transportation until I got a car. I met people. I got into a relationship. My life 
changed. My life bettered. I was able to breathe. It took adjusting because I didn't know anybody. It took adjusting because I didn't have a job and I had bills. The bills didn't stop just because I had this Mary Tyler Moore uh, when she throws her head up into the sky dream. It didn't change. However, I had to adjust. And the adjusting, the adjustment was worth it. It wasn't all happy days. This is what I was telling you. It wasn't always sunshine and moonlight. It wasn't always dancing and jubilee. There were tears. There was trauma. There was drama. There was trials. There was tribulation. But it was worth it. Because I was able and I'm still able to breathe. I wanted to give you that example so you would know that I understand what it's like to have to move away from a thing, to pick up from a thing. There's so many scenarios I could give you. I really believe my life has trained me to be a great coach. It's nothing I read in a book, even though I've read things in a book. I've lived some things that I hope will benefit you and help you and allow you to make necessary changes so you can have a better life. I've had to adjust a lot when things didn't go the way I planned and I was horrible. I was horrible. I hated adjusting. I wanted things to work out the way I wanted them to work out. I was that spoiled girl. (laughs) I wanted my plan to work. Why? Because if I planned it, that was already beyond what I wanted to do. I was a spur of the moment, spontaneous, don't plan a thing person. Just let it happen. Let it ride. Now, it took years for me to understand why I didn't like planning things. I understood that it stemmed from past pain, but I was this girl that just, let's do it. Let's go. Flew by the seat of her pants. And that wasn't always beneficial for my life. So I had to get to a place where I began planning. Well, if you're not one who plans and now you begin planning, you get irritated when I took the time to do something I didn't want to do in the first place and now it didn't work. Oh, oh, temper tantrum. Let's roll around on the floor and kick our feet up figuratively. Sometimes <laughs> not. <laughs> um, and let's do it, you know. Throw the tantrum and please give me back the way I want to do the thing I want to do. And then when it didn't happen, I'd have to adjust. That's more planning. I didn't want to adjust. I didn't want to have to go this route. I didn't want to have to do this thing. But if you don't adjust, what happens? Ask yourself that. If you don't adjust, what 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 what? is the fallout what happens what's the result either you're going to go along with the adjusting or nothing happens you just sit until you're moved 
just think about it. Think about, I don't want to uh, move uh, houses, let's say. You don't want to move from your house. Yet, they're going to condemn that area. They're knocking down houses all around you. And you say, I'm not going to adjust. I'm not going to move. I'm not looking for another place to live. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not selling, I'm not. One day, eventually, you will have to move if they bought the property and bought the land and have, you know, the contracts that they need to have. You're going to have to move. And I'm telling you that because it's so much better if you do the adjusting than you wait for someone to adjust you. You wait for someone to move you. You wait for someone to to do the changing for you. It's better that you take control of the adjusting so you can adjust in the time that you need the way you need to do it. Because it's going to happen. Even as there are people who stay in the same area all their lives, adjusting still has to happen. What happens when the roof caves in or when the stairs crumble? They have to make changes. They have to upgrade. They have to repair. And so with that, you too have to make changes. But you can adjust. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable the entire time. You can actually adjust and things get better. Things work out for your good. You can actually put it the way that you want it to go. And I want you to understand that. I want you to get that so that you know adjusting is not a bad thing. It's a necessary thing that doesn't have to hurt. Now, there's some adjustments I had to make that were uncomfortable. I won't even lie to you. I resented them. But when I realized what my end goal was, or I was reminded, because I'll be honest with you, thank goodness for my children. They're the ones who reminded me of the end result. But mommy, it's uncomfortable right now However, think about what's going to happen when the healing takes place. Think about what's going to happen when you get what you want out of what happened. And I had to really think of it and say, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's to my benefit. It's a blessing I asked for. It's a blessing I requested. And now it's here. But because it's not the way I want it right now. I complained, but one day it will be. I just have to go through the adjustment period. I just have to adjust to this new thing, this new way, this new idea. And as I adjust and it has time to recover, it has time to heal, it has time to grow on me, I'll become more and more comfortable. In the beginning, It may not be comfortable, but give it time. Allow yourself a chance to adjust 
to your new situation, your new circumstance, your new relationship, your new job, your new vehicle, your new procedure, your new whatever it is. And you will find in time, it becomes comfortable. You become comfortable. And you may see it was the best decision I ever made. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Believe in the Power of You podcast with Andrea Joyce. I had to talk about adjusting today because things are happening, especially as we get older in our lives that we have to adjust to. And we complain and we murmur, we, we gripe, when we throw pity parties. However, just because it's uncomfortable right now doesn't mean it will continue to be uncomfortable. And just because it feels like it's not right now doesn't mean it won't always be right for you. You just have to embrace the adjustment. Have a great evening and I'll talk to you next week.